You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Rookie Mode, a.k.a. Rapple Von Apple. All hail the king of ginger ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Six rapples. I've been using that now on the air, and I don't think people get it. Because every time Shime does his gambling podcast, I'm like, like I'm asking him like how confident is he is yeah. in the pick. I'm like, so would you tell people for this game to wager 100 rapples? A bag of bobbish. <laughs> I guess they're doing that. <laughs> bag of bobbish. Uh, Ryan, this is a very daunting Ugh. episode that we're going to get into. I, I know I was stressing out. People I are not going to like it. We're going to get letters. Oh, we're going to get. I was sweating as I was coming up with oh. my list. I definitely left out some good ones. And then it's weird. It's like. I had ones that I had in my top 15 that I'm looking at. I'm like, well, maybe that's not that good. And then I had ones that I definitely left out altogether. It was very difficult to do, but we'll explain how we did that once we get to that. Before we do, I have a game, and the game could blow up very quickly if you've already heard about this news. I'm going to separate it from the news. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Separate it from the news. It's its own thing. It's its own thing. Yes. And I want to thank Goo from the Mac and Goo program who, who put this on my radar. I had not heard about this. There is a, uh, you like biopics? People some love biopics. Of some of them. Well, there's going to be another uh, biopic coming out. Have you heard about this? You, you know this? what I don't like is when people call them biopics. Uh, that really, gr- that really grinds my gears. Well, it's a biopic. It's You're a biopic. Not... Yeah. So a biopic, Ryan. These are very popular, and you have two. There's two guesses here. I don't okay. know if you've already heard this. This news I haven't heard. I, this, is, this is. I'm not kidding. This is. 100% new to me. I okay. have no idea where you're going with it. It's this. a twofer. The, somebody okay. famous is getting the biopic, as you would assume. Oh, my God. Okay. But there's also somebody famous who is one of the producers of it. And you have to guess who both of these people are. I will give you a couple of clues. Okay. Including the title. I'm going to I'm gonna edit out two words of the title. Okay. One is the name. Okay. And one is one that I think might give it away. So it's a singular name? Uh. I'm looking for a person. Well, okay. All right. Just do it. I don't want to ask him any questions. Just do it. The title of the biopic okay. is For the Love of a Glove, an unauthorized fable about the life of blank as told by his glove. Okay. And no, it's I, I, not. We did, we, did it's, not pre- we did not prepare, but I. I it's not OJ Simpson. It's not OJ Simpson. I have I have actually heard about this, but I want I want you to to tell the people. Want, okay, so you know who this is. Who's I do, getting, I do. So Michael Jackson, yeah, is getting a uh, a biopic, which I feel like he already kind of got one called Leaving Neverland, which was <laughs> just 
That was quite a that was quite a uh, show. Call, a collar puller, like a. So yeah. do you know you know who's producing it? I do. Yeah, oh, okay. and this is oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have had this knowledge prior to, but I it's am the fine. king of all internet. And I, I know so, that you are, and I know that you don't like this guy. But so tell the people <laughs> who has decided to be the producer of this. So Johnny Depp yeah. is producing a movie about the life of Michael Jackson as told by his sequined glove, his singular sequined glove. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen the movie from the perspective of Bubbles, his pet chimpanzee. That would have been good too. There's also like, um, there's a whole thing about what, there was like a playwright who met Johnny Depp and they're working to produce this thing and they wanted to bring this to life. They've been working on it for a while. And they got some messed up quotes in there about what they wanted it to be because they're they're very well aware of the like, ridic- how ridiculous this is. How, not only but like what a monster Michael Jackson ha- actually was. Oh, uh, and so there's some gross stuff in there. And how, would you like to produce with me a biopic, a biopic? About yes, I would. Of have, Bill Cos- of Bill Cosby. Told from the perspective of the Jello pudding, <laughs> zip zap zoop. The title is "Who Put the Pudding Pop in the Sleeping Bag?" You see, <laughs> that would Was be the re- yes, that would be great. The I think you should do it. Today, don't know what the jazz and is you all about. Can't say filth, flarn, flarn, filth. So you know who did not take kindly to the the news of this biopic. Uh, probably everyone in Michael Jackson's estate, including Corey Feldman. Oh yeah, because Corey Feldman. Anytime Michael Jackson is brought up, Corey Feldman has to say has to come out of wherever the hell he's. Hiding. Corey Feldman has to weigh in, and he tweeted uh, Corey underscore Feldman in all I'm caps, gonna... all capitals. Yeah. spirit moves. Nice. First of all, not bad. Not bad. Puns are always great. As... What uh, WTF did I just read? Is this really a thing? And WTF is wrong with Depp that he would want to produce this too, obviously, with the number two. Tone deaf and tasteless. This one takes the cake. One, of course, the number one. I'd normally keep my opinions to myself too. You guessed it. But when my name's an ingredient, I gotta chew. (laughs) (laughs) one of the two Corys is uh, involved. Uh, how about this? So I'm I'm looking at Corey Feldman's Twitter right now. He's yeah. also promoting oh, a 30th anniversary tribute to those we have lost. Two, two with the, the number two, two which number doesn't two make up. any which doesn't make any sense. Nah. Of the movie Dream a Little Dream. Hmm. Um, so it's a tribute to Harry Dean Stanton, Jason Robards, Corey Haim, and Mark Rocco, who is the director of the movie. And I got it. I bet all of them, if they were still alive, would be like, you know, we we don't we don't want this. Nah. We don't need this. What's your favorite Corey Feldman movie? Uh, I was a big. I love the Burbs. Wow, I love that movie. Okay, um, he's not the leading man in the movie, obviously. That's but okay. He, that's, that's a Tom Hanks Rick Dukeman joint. Wow. Um, yeah, that? I just pulled Rick Dukeman out of the eighties. Rick Dukeman hasn't gotten a whole lot of pub uh, recently. Bruce Bruce Dern, Carrie Fisher, Bruce um, Dern. And Corey Feldman plays like this this scrappy little next door neighbor there, Ricky. All right. Um I'll go with so Goonies. That, the, Goonies also very good, but Goonies I, I prefer the burbs. All right, good for you. Yeah. He had, a, he had a hell of a run. 
I might even go Grackshire. I might go Gremlins. Tis the season. I'm gonna go Tis Gremlins on you. Um, you know, Corey Feldman had a good run as a kid. Um, That's what I'm saying. St- Stand by me. That movie's awesome. Stand by me was great. Uh, he was in a whole bunch of License oh. to Drive with him and the Hamster. Yep, Lost Boys. Lost Boys was a decent movie. He Zach's was in. Uh, was it two different Friday the Thirteenth? Yep. It's Tommy Jarvis, he right? Played young Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. The dude had a he had a hell of a run. He had a good run, and then uh, yeah, he older. The movie, yes. he, then he got older. He did stop growing. It got real weird. Uh, started a sing a singing career, and he tries to do like Michael Jackson stuff. Yeah, I don't like that. We're he's bringing like that angel. full circle. He's got like angels with him. Oh, it's so bad too. He's terrible. Dude, he was married to Vanessa Marcel for four years. Yeah. Damn. Dang. Damn. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's bonkers. That is bonkers stuff. Uh, anyway, what do you say we get to the what, the rest the of real the news. news? Yeah. This week in yeah. All right, Ryan, take a look at the box office right now for the first week in December, first weekend in December. Uh, Frozen 2, Electric Boogaloo, mm-hmm. number one at the box office. Have you seen that yet with the girls? Have not. We're going to go see that soon, but I'm. Uh, okay. it's big for us in the movie draft. That's yes. still It's still a thing. That. that is still a thing. Uh, a staggering $738.6 million globally oh, in the first week. This movie killed a it. ton of money, for yeah, sure. So this, and I think it's very well received, so I think that's going to help us out I of the basement. So. Yeah. Coming in at number two is Knives Out. Which, which- I... Yeah. I am more excited to see this. This looks I, this looks good. You, I mean, this is right up your alley. This looks. And, it, good. and speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, like this is like breaking 90, the meter. Ninety eight, like it's breaking it's the meter. Crazy. And R- Ryan Johnson, who I like as a director, I've liked some of his stuff, not all yeah. of it, but I will. You liked, see you this. liked Looper. You liked Looper. It's fine. You liked Brick. Did I? You did. The Last Jedi was <laughs> fine. I didn't like it. I it was fine. Right, I didn't like it at all. Uh, and then Ford v Ferrari is third, which I don't think I have any interest in. I will see that when it comes out. Yeah. On. Yeah. On the uh, and and on a, on a platform, I will see Speaking that. Speaking of uh, movies on a platform, The Irishman uh, is on Netflix, and we just did. You may have missed. If you blink, you might miss it. We just did a whole episode on The Irishman, and Davey and I. You can check out our full review of The Irishman right now, available in the archives. One thing that we forgot, it's a very minor spoiler. It's more of a cameo appearance. Mm-hmm. So we, I, we somehow forgot to mention, but great job by Jim Norton as Don Rickles. Yeah, he did a really good job. I, I've i soured on Jimmy in terms of his stand-up over the f- past few years. Uh, yeah. The shock value is kind of gone. Yeah, uh, His whole like pervert shtick is kind of like, eh, to me yeah. now. But like, do, you like, do you like Chip Chipperson? I do. Yeah. Um, my boy Fridge and I, we, we do Chip Chipperson voices. Yeah. Sure. To each other all the time, and Uncle That's cute. Paul, Uncle Paul. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. What's with all the arrow? <laughs> <laughs> he does like a whole. Oh, like Uncle just, Paul! Uncle yeah. Paul was my favorite of the voices he does. <laughs> I remember listening to him getting in like a huge argument with like uh, with Opie from Opie and Opie and Anthony, who apparently is a real dick, huh? That's he sided with like. Anthony. He sided with Anthony with the whole thing. One hundred percent. He ended yeah. up sided with Anthony, uh, but. Opie, I think there's a specific one of their huge arguments they got into. Like they're all on YouTube if you want to ever look them up. You can go down a wormhole, and I think he was talking about Uncle Paul. 
and, and Obi's like, I'm sorry, I don't think he's that funny. Like, because Obi, like Jim's like, I'm doing yeah. Uncle Paul. Like, you're not, you're not even responding. You're not giving me anything. He's like, sorry, sorry, Jim. Like, I don't, I don't think, it's, I don't think Uncle Paul's that funny. It's <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> why you got to be such a tattletale? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's good. I think he's good. Sam, I think him and Sam Roberts are good together too. They are very good. Nor very good. Funny. Ryan, the great TV of 2019 oh. continues to roll. Oh, did you watch Watchmen from last from uh yes, I did. Oh my I god, did. how good was it? I'm not gonna incredible. get into it at all. Oh, no. it was incredible. Save it. That is a standalone of all standalone episodes. So we are seven episodes into the Watchmen. If you're all caught up with only two more to go, and it has been awesome. Oh, it's awesome. Awesome. I hope I- it ends well. I think it was uh, Wes from the Boxers podcast that mentioned the Watchmen podcast yep. with Damon Lindelof uh, and the guy who does Chernobyl, I think was the guy who's mm-hmm. like the lead host of it. And they do them in three episode chunks. So I've started listening to that. It's pretty cool. So the first three episodes, they do like an hour talking about all three of them, obviously all spoilers. And then they do four through six, which I'm starting to listen to. Uh, and then I'm sure as soon as the final episode comes out, they'll put that out there too. Uh, and I love how, like, you know, there's these moments where like you see the pieces starting to kind of come together in a show. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, it was just like, it snapped like all together. You're like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, this was and awesome. As soon as, as soon as again, without spoiling as soon as whatever happened, happened that, you know, that I'm talking about, yep. like you immediately thought of like a handful of times where it was kind of they let it was you pretty know pretty obvious they yeah. let you know yeah. and i even i had the holy shit moment probably what 10 minutes before 10 like, minutes in you know what i mean yeah. or not 10 minutes in but like however many minutes before like the actual reveal yeah. um but still like it was and i think i think ah, everyone so came, good everyone came to it at the same time you did when uh, yeah. again this is spoiler ish yeah. but yeah. like when a car a character says are we gonna stop fucking around yeah and you're like oh <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to talk like, about it though. Because, uh, I, I, I can't a, wait to talk about it. Because I have a few things that either might be obvious or they might not be obvious of like, oh, that kind of makes sense why they put that in there. Like one other and I kind of wish I watched Lost. I never I never got into it. Never got yeah. It's worth it it's worth it. I think if I you might, go back. I might yeah. go back anyway, even though like I, I think I've kind of heard vaguely of like what the ending is, but I think I'm gonna watch it anyway. Just because I like Lindelof because I feel like he knows where things are going like he oh yeah like he puts so much thought into it and you yep. have to respect that when you're watching yep. a show yeah it's a completely uh, like you watch yeah. he did uh and i haven't again i haven't watched the leftovers but yeah. from what i can Incredible. surmise from you like there was a beginning and end to this mm-hmm. the second he put pen to paper it was like yeah. i knew how this is like, gonna start i know how it's it. gonna end yeah you know and i i hope if there isn't a second season of this and it's a self-contained one-shot thing i am completely happy with that I am too. I like I, I like the characters a lot. I would like to see them do more, but you don't want to see them turn into like the Walking Dead, and you're just like, all right, end the show, please. And don't you kind of wish now that the original Watchmen was its own? It was a series and not a movie. Yeah, and I it think, would have been know, so much better. I know people hate on Zack Snyder, but I didn't think the movie was bad. no. But think of like, and remember when we. We it's talk about it all the time, in there. and I think we said that's the best you could do with that source material in like a three-hour window. Like that's the best right. you could do. Right. But what if you had nine hours? Yeah, you know, like I think, that, then you have 
like HBO is doing them obviously now, but even like if Netflix got to them or somebody was like, Hey, yeah. like, what do you want? Let's do Watchmen. And like, as Lindelof mentions in the podcast that he's doing, like they've approached him a few times. Like this wasn't the first time. Right. And then he finally was like, all right, let's do like, it. Alan Moore. I'm guessing has no idea that this is even taking place right now, but I got to believe that like, no, I bet somebody told him. I bet he knows what's going on, and he rolled his eyes. I think they eyes have to legally. He like, yeah. He's like, whatever. But like, I don't think he would hate this. Yeah, I don't think he would either. I think he's say, but I don't think he would hate it. I don't think. I honestly can't believe that he would hate it. I mean, I can because he's Alan Moore. And he hates he's everything. Alan Moore. He would just he loves he loves it, yeah. snakes and like <laughs> weird jewelry. But like, yeah, uh, yeah, big grizzly beards. Yeah, big grizzly beard. <laughs> Uh, the, the Mandalorian, Ryan, still uh, rolling on strong. Yeah, not the strongest episode this week by my admission, but still, even a bad Mandalorian is better than any. I mean, you got and yeah. directed by Bryce Dallas Howard this week. It was. Episode mm-hmm. four was the worst of the four, for sure. Yes. Um, but yeah, a cool new character. Cool new character. You're starting to see some uh, some weakness in mm. Mando. Mm. Mm. You know, you actually see him. You don't see his face, but you actually see him take the helmet off. Uh-huh. I you like know. it. I like it. And I love the line where he's like, what happens if you take that thing off? Yeah. And he's like, I can never put it back on. Oh, that's like, this is the way. Like, I I think that's, and the music is kick ass in the show. Like, that one lady, though, that he met was pretty thirsty. Oh, yeah. She was never even done, even know what he looks like. No clue. Didn't give a shit. Take it easy. Could be, could be anybody under there. I love that Gina Carano too. I I think so. Ryan, yeah. I did not see Rick and Morty yet. I'll probably watch it. There was no new recording. there was no new episode this week. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, oh, that's right, because of the yeah. um the Thanksgiving break, I guess. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So back this Sunday, well, I got a new Rick yeah. and Morty. Silicon Valley had a glimpse of something nice and then, oh, did it. And then pfft, did it again. Shit it. Yeah. Shit it, shit it away. Only one more episode of that show. And my wife was like, Why are you still? I'm like, mercilessly ring. I'm like, ringing the remote. Like, you can yeah. hear it. Like, it's making like that. Like, I'm almost breaking it. She's like, Why are you still watching the show? And I'm like, Yeah. I was like, She watched know. Pretty Little Liars like all the way through. And like the last two seasons, all she did was complain about it. And I was like, Well, why are you still even watching it? She's like, I have to see it through. Like, I have to finish it. Mm. And like, that's where I am with Silicon Valley. Like, I have to just finish. You gotta, you gotta see yeah. it through. I hear you. Mm-hmm. All right, Ryan, that's the news I got. Let's get to your news. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. What do you got? Well, this is going to be quick because there's a lot to talk about. Um, yes, we have a big topic to show. Uh, the the one thing I, I haven't brought up yet, but there's a game, The Outer Worlds. Have you heard of this game? Are you familiar with this? Uh, it? I, I does sound, it does ring a bell. Um, it's getting all these rave reviews. I played a little bit of it. It's it's like a, like a Fallout, but in space. Okay. Hmm. And it's produced by the guy who played Hero in Heroes. He's now like a game producer, like a game. It's like a company that like he's involved in, and like he helped produce this game, and it's actually like really, really good. Okay. Um. So if you're not checking that out, like certainly check that. Out. I don't think that's the first I've mentioned it. And what's kind of taking the world by storm right now? I just had a Rick moment. I just like burped as I was talking. <laughs> um. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield has come out for the Nintendo Switch, and people are streaming it up a storm. And people it's are a excited, brand new. Huh? Yeah. It's a brand new Pokemon story. It's got this whole. <laughs> Like uh, art, there's a new style of Pokemon art that they're doing. New characters, new game. People are loving it. I cannot make heads or tails of nah. This is and again, this is one of those things that just just missed us. Like we're yeah. just old enough where no this clue. was lame. 
It was like and young it. enough where it's still relevant. Like we still have to talk about it. Yeah. You know, but we were just old enough. We're like, I was going to say the two, th- the two things that we completely missed the boat on was Pokemon and Power Rangers and SpongeBob and SpongeBob. Like, like missed people all were like those things. Yeah. yeah. And that's they're so popular. Yeah. yeah but it's, it's uh, what are you going to do? Right. What's you the know? big gift you think this year? Is there one single thing that's like going to be the hot item for I the holidays? I don't think. See, gaming, it they do it in like weird quarters. Yeah. And the like basically like the holiday run is basically over. So like any of the big title games that you're gonna get are gonna come out in the spring. Um yeah. so like February, end of February, April, May, or when all the big games are coming out. Um, but there's uh like they're rebooting, like there's a collection of Halo games that are coming out right now for hmm. Xbox, and then uh there's a new Darksiders game, which I'm kind of looking at because it, it looks kind of like Diablo, but it's in the dark side. Remember those Darksider games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those games. Yeah. Um but other than that, I mean, if you want to go console, like the Switch Lite is is making a run. Yeah, I feel um, like whatever they whatever they put on sale. Yeah, and Switch. Uh, so I have a Switch, and I would say what a Switch is perfect for is if you you have a gamer in your life who likes indie games, who likes um, like puzzle games, like Pokemon, like stuff like that. You're not gonna want to play what I found the handheld Switch. Like I have Zelda Breath of the Wild. You can't play that handheld. You can't. It just it's impossible. Hmm. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Like you can't play. It's just the screen's too small. Like you need to be able to see kind of everything. So, yeah. Okay. But the Switch Lite is a nice option if you want to play some you know side scrolling indie games or you want to play um, some like smaller games or like more casual games. Like a Switch Lite might be a good option. Okay. And for you, Richard, I was thinking, don't sleep on Sega came out with their console, like their classic console, the Genesis console. Yes. That has like 30 games in it. Yeah. And they're all good. It's my, not like the fucking PlayStation one, which was all garbage no, games. No, it sucks. My yeah. my original Sega still works. I have it hooked up down here in the Dragon's Lair. Still yeah. works. I still have a number of good games on it. So uh I'm good there. But I would wait. I, I would unless you're gonna get a switch light, I would hold off on consoles. There's gonna be okay. some announcements coming up. Yeah, uh, pretty soon that things are going to get release dates. So okay, I want to start saving your money. Uh, if I put a yep. dollar a day, exactly. put it aside. Just don't get aside. that large coffee. Get the medium. Coffee. Get the medium coffee. Put the extra change in, a, in a PS5. In a, yeah, of course you are. Yeah, all right. Of course. Ryan, are you ready? I don't know if you how you could be, but are you ready for the topic du jour? I don't think so. I don't even know what that is at this point. Well, I'm glad you asked. It's the uh, topic of the day, and today it is best movies. Of the decade. Daunting? Yes. Nerve-wracking? Yes. Difficult? Not for us. Oh, my. It was. <laughs> I went through, I think, eight revisions of my list. But this so, is the official list. These are the best movies of the decade, and it's not up for debate. So we need to kind of break this down, because I feel like we've done a couple of these, but we haven't yeah. really broken down like how we do this. So this is how we do this. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Our whole best of the decade series concludes here today. Yep. You can go back in the archives. You can listen to our best TV shows of the decade, best video games of the decade, and best comic books of the decade. Oh, and by the way, we've been getting some of your emails and tweets about comic books, some of the ones that we missed, and I appreciate that because I'll probably go back and check some of those out. We definitely will. Definitely yeah. will. That was so. Thank you for that. And so feel free to do that the same here with with movies as well. Uh, but what Davey and I do is we both start off by putting together a list of top 15 because mm-hmm. I don't really care if it's a top 10 list, top 15, top 20, whatever it might be. And whatever movie I think is the best or Davey thinks is the best gets 15 points all the way down to whatever you think is 15th best. That gets one point. And then if you don't have it ranked, it gets zero. 
And then mm-hmm. I just add those up. So there are some ties. And then what I did was, because I, I hate ties, I sort of staggered them a little bit. Or like if you had if if you and I both had it on a list and it added up to 10 points, mm-hmm. that would rank higher than just like a standalone one that had 10 points. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. like I would stagger some of ours. Like if you had the 13th best, I had the 12th, then you would have 11th and 10th, whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I would stagger them yeah. a little bit. So anyway, we did have... Not as many overlap movies as I thought, and thus no. we have a top twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into it. We're gonna what we're gonna do is like we did before. We're kind of rip through twenty-five through eleven. Just say what they are, what movie or what year they came out in, and then take a moment, highlight a couple of them that you want, and then we'll go through the top ten because uh, those are our favorite slash the movies we think are the best of the decade. And I'm fascinated to know what other people think because I've been starting to read some of the lists like the ringer and was it that paste magazine i was looking at yeah i read one from esquire and it was like there was one movie on this list that on every on every list of the top 10 of the decade that i have no fucking clue how this snuck on any runs top 10 list and that's that movie spring breakers oh my god yeah i saw that like me on like uh... every top 10 list i watched that movie i have no idea what the hell anyone's talking about it sucks that's the one with james franco with the braces right yeah, wearing like a grill. Yeah, and like it, it's like horrible. cornrows. It's horrible. The movie's horrible. There's also a movie that is as close to unanimous on people's list as like number one. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, right? I think it's um, I didn't make either one of our lists. Do you want to guess what it is? Uh, I, I, there, uh, Moonlight. No, Social Network. Oh yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't I didn't care for that. It's you on, know what? I, it's on like everybody's list. The best and now I think it's what are you doing over there? I'm having a real issue with my mic stand. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I think the whole audience can tell. Um I think at the like, time oh, real issue. I think <laughs> if the social network came out now, it would actually be even better because of how much of a scumbag Mark Zuckerberg has turned out to yeah, be. Yeah, we've learned like, a lot. He more was about a dickhead him. anyway, but like you've learned a lot more now. That movie's more relevant now than it was back then. That's a good point. They should social network too. Electric Boogaloo would probably yeah. make a lot of, a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Ryan, let's do ready twenty five through eleven. Yeah, let's just rip through these first. So uh, you want to like ping pong it? Yeah. All right. So twenty five. I had the one of my first Taylor Sheridan movies on here. The first movie he direct. Uh, one of the first movies he directed was uh, Wind River with Jeremy Jeremy Renner and uh, Elizabeth Olsen. This movie's awesome. Um, it was on Netflix. It's not anymore. Um, definitely check that out. Not the only Taylor Sheridan movie on this list, but an incredible movie. This movie, I think, breaks the record for how quickly my wife has bailed on a movie. Now, we all have wives or girlfriends yep. or boyfriends or husbands or whatever it might be, significant others, that if you're the movie person and they're a little bit less of the movie person and they're like, hey, let's watch a movie and you flip around and you're like, hey, let's start watching this one. And we're like a minute in. There's like that wolf is running around or whatever, yeah. and she's like, "Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna make it." I'm like, make it? I'm like, we it haven't even started. seen a person. There's no dialogue <laughs> yet. And so she bailed. Um, number twenty four is Straight Out of Compton from 2015. I really enjoyed this list. This was on the bottom of my top fifteen. Uh, I lo- I like the story, and I understand that. Uh, Dr. Dre and Ice Cube had their hands in this, so maybe they didn't tell the whole story about Dr. Dre and some of the little Bohemian Rhapsody. A little bit of that kind of glossed over some stuff, yeah. But better, way more entertaining than Bohemian Rhapsody. 
Uh, so give me straight out of Compton at, at 24. At number 23, Richard, let me ask you a series of questions. Hmm. One, do you like Christopher Guest movies? Yes, I do. Two, do you like vampires? Of course I do. Three, do you like Taika Waititi? Yes, I do. Then What We Do in the Shadows from 2014 is absolutely for you. It's a mockumentary <laughs> done by Taika Waititi um, about vampires who live in a house together. Fucking hilarious. It's great. Uh, Jermaine Clement is in it. It's it's an unbelievably funny movie. Um, definitely check that movie out. I've not seen the TV show. I have seen the movie. The movie it's good. is great. The, the TV show I should TV check show's out. Good. They, uh, they're, they're filming season two right now. Number 22 on our list is Deadpool. Right where it should be. A solid movie. On the list, not not super high. Uh, mm-hmm. Very good. The sequel is good as well, but the first one was even better, and it was just Ryan Reynolds allowing to, uh, to be Ryan Reynolds. We've always wanted to see like a, a hard R comic book movie, and you got it with Deadpool. Yep, there it is. That's that's the best it is. Uh, number twenty one, um, heavy movie. Uh, not our uh, a lot of Joaquin Phoenix on this list, but this one, you were never really here. Two thousand seventeen, um, probably one of the best movies I saw. Um, hmm. And one of the best acting performances I saw of the year. Uh, you were never really here. It, um, just again, really heavy movie, um, but he's he's incredible, man, and really set the table for number twenty. Yeah, you take that one because you liked it more than I did. I did. I did really like that one. Yeah. What you can say what it is? Joker. Joker. I'm surprised you ranked mm-hmm. it as highly as you did. I think it was just so different, and I'm glad. If it was going to have a Joker origin story, that's the best way you're going to do it. Where it's kind of like ambiguous. It's kind of, and just what a fucking powerhouse that dude is as an actor. He was do you incredible. Think, yeah. Is he the best actor in the world right now? That Daniel Day-Lewis is barely making movies anymore. Is Joaquin Phoenix the best actor in the world? The only one I would say is definitely better. And now he's not in as much stuff anymore. But I am a huge Gary Oldman fan. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. Gary Oldman is on that level. But I think Joaquin Phoenix is there. Um I think you're right. Daniel Oldman's Oldman's range, yeah, is better. He could, dude. He, I mean, he could play anybody. Like how how good he yeah. is, but like just the what, I, as skill as an actor, Joaquin Phoenix. For my money, there's no there's no one yeah, better. Really you know? good. Yep. Uh, number nineteen on the list is Warrior from 2011 with Tom Hardy MMA yeah. movie, which you going into it thought all right maybe this will be like a stupid sports movie or whatever it was incredible like it uh, i was so much better than i thought it was going to be mm-hmm. um hardy I was actually, awesome hardy was great and it was like believable mm-hmm. and like to do a movie like that you're like and eh, like with brothers and then they're getting in the like the octagon and like the whole thing but like the build-up to it and that to me was i know hardy had been in stuff before that but that's when you're like man this guy's not just like a big dude like he's He's a really good actor, and he's I, a I put him up on the beast. List, actually, he's a beast in this movie. In that movie, he's, yeah, no, he's right. Yeah, uh, number eighteen was high on my list. Was ten Cloverfield Lane? We talked about it more. I had eleven Cloverfield Lane across the street. Yeah, you like that one a lot. I know. I like that one a lot better. Yeah. A better lawn, but this mm-hmm. one, uh, we talked a lot about it in our best horror movies of the decade. It yep. made it onto that. Um, but so I got that at number 18. Speaking of best horror movies of the decade, I had at 17, well, th- coming in at 17 on our list, but 2017's Get Out. Um, yeah. Not really. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really call this a horror movie. Mm, um, yeah, I know. It gets, it gets that genre. It's more of a psychological thriller ish, yeah. but it's got horror elements to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an incredible script, incredibly acted, incredibly shot, awesome movie. Um, there's no bad movies on this list, obviously. So no. I'm not going to say a bad word about it. Um, uh, yeah, definitely my fa- my favorite horror movie of the decade. Yeah. Get Out. 
Number 16, Captain America Civil War, Mm -hmm. 2016. And you get the debut of Spider-Man in the MCU. You get the debut of Black Panther in the MCU. You do a great thing where you're pitting Iron Man versus Captain America, and it really pushed the story forward, and it had such a ripple effect the rest of the Mm -hmm. Phase 3 of Marvel. And just to get... All those guys having to pick a side. The airport scene is one of my favorite scenes in the history of the MCU. So Captain America Civil War. Um, that one too. Again, it, sh- it really should be like Avengers two and a half. I know. You know, it's it's, but it's a, definitely a Captain America yeah. movie because right. he's at the center of the whole thing. But a, a really, really good movie. Uh, Fifteen Mad Max Fury Road, two thousand fifteen. Um, practical effects again. Tom Hardy, who's who's has like maybe twelve lines in the whole thing. Yeah, but like as incredible, Charlize Theron is awesome. Um, just one of my favorite balls to the wall action movies I've seen, in, and again in a decade. Um, there's another one. There's another one coming up that's a little bit better. But this, yeah. as far as like straight action movies, Mad Max Fury Road is right up there with one of the best. All right, you take 14 because that was on your list, not mine. I think this is pretty low, but a 2017 Best Picture winner, uh, Shape of Water. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, this movie, people had their issues with it. I didn't. I just love the storytelling of it. I love how it was shot. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, did you it's like weird? Did you like when the lady fucked the fish? I I liked it in the beginning when she was doing <laughs> doing her own thing in the tub. <laughs> and I lo- I I can't do it, but like the way they nah, like describe I... how like how the thing comes out. Oh God. Um, I just thought it was really. It's just a nice movie. If it's you just a re- had it's that a fairy tale. Of, if you had that kind of connection with like a some sort of beast, would you make love to it? Um, again, the connection's there. The connection, the, the, the sound connection. I'm a married man, Richard. I'm not looking outside of my marriage to do anything funky fresh. But let's say uh, he looks let's like say an actual wildebeest, but kind of looks heart of gold, kind of, but treats me right. Yes, and like kind of yeah. nods and laughs at your jokes. And kind of winks at you. <laughs> I don't know. Night. Um, I it, have on a serious note, I yeah. probably okay. um, <laughs> I've done worse. Uh, for my this is just like a modern day fairy tale, and it was shot that way, and it was supposed to look that way from the very beginning. Shot. I mean, this movie's awesome. I won't say anything more about it. It was take cool it away, here, Richard uh, Guillermo del Toro hearing his like acceptance speeches and talking about how he just is like was a kid who loved monster movies and, and wanted to make monster mo- movies and like. That was inspiration is like pretty cool. Uh, number thirteen is the actually kind of fitting that it was it's thirteen. Yep, the movie that I thought was the best horror movie. We talked about it again during that episode, but that would be The Conjuring, mm-hmm. uh, two thousand thirteen, which was both scary but a great story. A little bit of like the blend of oh, like was this a true story? Like all of that. Yeah, and great characters. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, so The Conjuring comes in at thirteen. Uh, and number twelve. Um. Again, another Oscar winner for Best Picture in 2014. Uh, that is John Wick. Um, if it John didn't, if it didn't win Best Picture, it should have. I think but, it won Best Picture. Oh my god! I saw John Wick, and I had not been that excited about an action movie since I saw The Matrix. Yeah, um, and you and I saw The Matrix in the theater. What, like three times? Probably. Like yeah, love that movie. And and Keanu Reeves is incredible in this. We really, uh, in my mind, on this list, this is the John Wick trilogy. Yeah, because like I loved the third one and the second one, but I think the first one deserves to be on here. But the yeah, scene right. in the club, the scene in the club is awesome. Um, these are just if you just want just a like again a balls to the wall action movie, like this is as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Like really does. Um, 
just a really cool movie and keanu reeves is the coolest person on the planet right now so we had to give him I a little bit of a nod he definitely is uh you take 11 because that was uh on it was super high on my list super yes. high on my list and that movie another taylor sheridan movie uh hell or high water 2016 um chris pine and by the way one of the most underrated actors in the world we talk about good acting ben foster is probably one of the best actors in the world he's good um he's he good he's incredible he, as angel Wasn't he in that yeah that was yeah. yeah yeah and but if you seen like alpha dog no he's um, very good yeah he's in in this he plays like the older brother who's a little bit of a a bit of a cycle with chris pine and jeff bridges who plays the and it's a, a it's a it's a modern western yeah, this um, one was good. It's this super one, good. This one was on Netflix. I don't know if it's it is. Still it still is. is. It still is. I, I saw that. Yeah, it's good. I watch this movie like once a month. Really? I'm not kidding. I love this movie. Um, I love you're westerns. Like a, you're like a western and you're like a heist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick well, not so much anymore now that Rick Sanchez made fun of me for liking he heists. Did make really fun of you pretty bad for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but speaking of caper movies, speaking of heist, we're now into our top ten, Richard. Ron, this is the I'm gonna top let 10. You, I'm gonna I was gonna say something about the our number ten movie, but I'm gonna let you have it. I'll take number ten, and yeah. this is it's I think it's setting the tone for the entire top ten. Sure, this is the tenth best movie, higher on my list. Somehow it wasn't on my list. Did not make your list, but clearly high enough on my Just, list. Just that tells you, 10. based on our scoring, how yeah. high you had it on the list. If it didn't even high. make mine, yeah. How high? Shout out to Redman. I had coming in at number 10 overall, much higher on my list, but number 10 on the hashtag dork, best movies of the decade, MacGruber. MacGruber. MacGruber came out in 2010, so it just barely gets in here for best of the decade. Yep. It's like forever ago since uh, Will Forte came out with this. They take a character, decent recurring character on SNL. They give him an R rating, turn that shit up to 11. He is so funny this. It's like the character of the year. Then you combine it with Kristen Wiig and Ryan Phillippe, who are good. Other cameos. You have Val Kilmer who plays Dieter von Kunth, which Davey, come on, Kunth. I will say this is Kunth, definitely the, the most quotable movie on this list. It's wildly quotable. Mm-hmm. There's the greatest sex scene in the history of a cinema. A pair of them. There's a pair of them. There's two actually. There's two that are yeah. very good. Yeah. There's so there's so many good lines and. I think if you really take a look and like both of us were doing this and I'm sure others have been kind of looking at over these lists. What's the best comedy since 2010? It's hard to make comedies as it turns out. People either try to do like uh, sequels to comedies or whatever. It's just, and it's, it's a tricky time now maybe to, to go with some of the older stuff. Wouldn't fly anymore. Like whatever it is. So if you're, this is, I think it's very difficult to have a successful good comedy and i think comedy had to be represented on our list this was far and away my favorite so i'm glad it, it lands here in the top 10 what about borat did borat come out this decade Ooh, borat probably maybe you know what maybe sh- should have i don't think one. it did it definitely would have been on my list i was looking at all these movies I, it definitely would have been on my list if it was there oh no no, no, no that was oh six. Oh, yeah okay like yeah, borat yeah, i was gonna, I was gonna say oh shit we gotta redo the whole list <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's much better no, um, I, I i could not recommend mcgruber enough and if you don't like mcgruber that's fine just know that we have nothing in common like we have yeah you and i like i we, we would just not be able to have a civil conversation we wouldn't be able to make each other laugh no if you 
Like, I don't not like MacGruber. I don't think it was one of my 15 favorite movies of the decade. But I I think it's fucking hilarious. It is. It is so hilarious. Uh, By the way, I'm looking at a list right now. Film School Rejects did a list of the top 50 comedies of the decade. Number one, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's a comedy. That's on our list, too. That makes sense. Um, At number three, they have Paddington 2. Is that a comedy? <laughs> this list is brutal. Uh, Deadpool's Game kind Night. of a comedy. Game Night. That's another good think, one. I thought Game Night was overrated. I really. I thought, be- I thought Jesse Plemons stole the show in that movie. In yeah. that movie. But yeah, other than did. that, it was it wasn't really that funny. Um, speaking of hilarious movies, and number nine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2014's Ex Machina. This with, made uh, both of our lists. Yeah, Donald Gleason, uh, which is how you say that name, but I, I googled it. It's spelled D O M N H A L L, like Domin Hall, but it's pronounced Donal. 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 That's how you pronounce his name. So him and Oscar Isaac, who you know, they play um, uh, parts in Star Wars movies. Yes. Uh, it's a. It's one of the probably my favorite, second favorite sci-fi movie on this list. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, you know. Donald Gleason goes to Oscar Isaac's house. He tells him that he's created an AI and they're doing the Turing test. And uh, so Alicia Vikander plays Ava, the yeah. AI robot woman. He's a um, robot. And there's something happens. I, I won't tell you if you haven't yeah, seen this movie, yeah, but yeah. definitely my second favorite sci-fi movie on this list. Uh, killer movie. This Absolutely was, killer movie. Again, it came out in 2015. I was on Netflix. I was late to the game. I actually that's where mm-hmm. I thought it was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. A lot enough people had recommended it to me. It slipped through the cracks. I remember when it, it like I saw the preview for it and then I remember I was being I was confused because there's a comic book called Ex Machina which is not this at all. Not this. Yeah. And so I was a little bit confused that can happen to me, you know, from time to time. And then enough people were like you got to see this movie, you got to check this movie out and then I finally saw it on uh, at home on Netflix. I was like, "Holy mm-hmm. shit." I was it's blown good. away. Like it was also one where I didn't know a lot about it, which helps. Like it which was, helps. Yeah. It was really built up. People just said it's good. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was, is that that feeling is almost rare now because we know so much about movies going into movies. I feel like, yep. and whether you've seen 20 trailers or you've just talked about it and thought about it, or like there's been like spoilers released or whatever. And even a movie that you like, you're like, yeah, I kind of expected I was going to like it. Whereas like yeah. Akina, I was just I was floored. Like I was I was awesome, awesome movie. Uh yeah, it's definitely like I said, my second favorite sci-fi movie on the list. Uh um, you take you take number eight. That was number a, eight. Your list, not mine. Yeah. So number eight, uh, super high on my list. And I had to put an Edgar Wright movie in here. And I was going back and forth between uh Scott Pilgrim, which I love Scott Pilgrim. That came out in like 2012 or 2011. But I decided to go with Baby Driver. Um because of Kevin Spacey. Because of Kevin Spacey. Um, but honestly, I from the very opening scene of this movie, this might be the best opening scene mm. of a movie this decade. Since oh, yeah, I was gonna say since Scream. Since Scream. Oh, but that was not this decade. No, but I know, but that's how long the whole long, um, long John Spencer Blues Explosion, Bell Bottoms when they're doing the car chase. And I love Edgar Wright as a director because everything's intentional. Like mm. to choreograph a car chase to a song, crazy is, and it was incredible. Like to why, and, and it happens several times throughout the movie. And as somebody in my own personal life, like I do everything to music. Yeah, like I always have headphones on, and it might be detrimental to my hearing. Like yeah, it's probably like, not great. 
it's not great, but mm -hmm. I have, you know, I, I just looking around, I have these, but I also have like, you know, eight pairs of headphones. I Cranks love headphones. A million. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So boogie. Yep. And uh, Jamie Foxx is awesome in this. J John Hamm is awesome. Oh, is it Ansel Elgort? Elgort? Is that his name? Uh, John Bernthal's in it too. John Bernthal's in it. I forget the name of the, the woman who's in it. Um, yeah. Two women who are in it. Yeah. Um, I think Lily something. I forget her. Lily James is one of them. Uh, but anyway. The cast is good. Yeah. It's a bank and robbery movie. It's a bank robber movie. I love Getaway Drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a really good, really really cool movie. Definitely check that out. Number seven on our list that no, not we on our, you motherfucker. This is our list, right? This is our list. We put this list together. Yeah, we sure did. We sure did, Richard. I'm gonna let you do the rest of this episode yourself. And coming right. in at number seven on Rich Keefe and Ryan Davies' top twenty five movies of the decade. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Get the fuck out of here. Came out in 2019. I can still hear you. It came out in 2019, the year of our Lord. Uh, it's a Quentin Tarantino film starring Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio and a cast of thousands. And tells the story ish of the Charles ish. Manson murders. Ish. Twist in there. It's gonna happen. Oh, but but Leonardo DiCaprio's got a stutter. He's so good in it. He's probably he, gonna he's win. Gonna stutter. Several Academy Awards this year for it. So we'll brag up. They're both uh, exceptional in it. It was oh. two and a half hours that flew by. Oh my God. You so blinked with a missed this movie. Some of the shots, Ryan, they're still teaching in film school to this day. Oh. How this, the dialogue. The one of the guy driving or the one of the other guy driving? Or the one of the guy driving the car with the girl or the guy driving down Sunset Strip? Which one? Did you like Brad Pitt's dog? It's probably the best part of the movie. Pretty good part. What about the fight with Bruce Lee? Uh, no, because I, 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 I'm on the family of Bruce Lee's side with that whole thing. Okay, well, you can have but That was just like a bullshit version of like, there's no way that their father would act like that. I think they had to edit that movie out when they put the, when they put it over overseas, like when they, I'm sure some people would have been bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I loved the movie. It was lower on your list than on, uh, on mine. It wasn't on my list. What's that? It wasn't on my list. I didn't get your list. Fucking hated that you didn't get it. We just made this up. <laughs> and if you want to hear more up. of our thoughts, both Ryan's thoughts and my thoughts, we uh, check the archives. Oh. Episode. I forget what number it is, but you can find it. You're smart. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, coming in at number seven to me, uh, the best movie of 2000. Oh, it's Tarantino, bro. Dialogue. Tarantino's got a lot to say. Give me that shit. Get the fuck out of here. Great director. Yeah, how many? How uh, how long has he been talking about retiring? Is he talking about retiring still? I haven't heard that. Do us a favor. No. Pull that trigger, bud. Pull he's that trigger. Actually, actually, he's in the prime of his career. Oh, for fuck's sake. Coming off his second best movie he's ever made. So. His best movie, the best movie he ever wrote, he didn't direct. Hot take. No, nah, not a hot take. I actually love True Romance. And you it's know that. Best, that's a week's best spot. of his movies. Yeah. <laughs> that's the greatest movie, probably. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Next one's on you. Number six. Uh, Blade Runner 2049, 2017. Uh, Ryan Gosling, Dennis Villeneuve. Um, this and I said this. Someone was asking me. I forget who it was. I think it was Marcus from the Boxers was asking me. He was like really pressing me to see this. I finally saw it. I'm like, this is as close to a piece of art. Oh boy! As this. Oh, oh I, 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 I'm just like sniffing my own farts right now. But like, um, the the bad part about the one bad part about this movie is I would say Harrison Ford is like the worst part of this movie. Really? Yeah. Um, Dave Batista is in the beginning of this movie. It goes to show you no small parts. Dave Batista is in this movie for all of like five minutes and he's awesome. I love Dave um, Batista. Yeah, he's great. Um, 
I almost said Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Gosling is awesome um, in this movie. Uh, a really cool, really well done sequel. Your boy Jared Leto takes it up to like he he went blind to play a blind guy, and you said oh, you make believe God. for a living. You love Jared Leto, I know. But <laughs> he listen, he's uh, committed to his craft. Um, but a really really cool story, and again, the visuals in this movie will like blow your head away. Like they're blow your head off, blow you away. Okay, I can see. I can't even talk. They will talk about it. Blow you. I'm mixing up metaphor. It will blow you. <laughs> wait a minute. The movie. Nice. What, wait, is, where is this movie available? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just did. a very well done. A little long, but uh, a really, yeah. really cool movie. Uh, coming in at number five on our list was a movie that was not on yours. No, I had the other one. And insanely high on mine. That would be Avengers: Infinity War. Which again Dude. was the setup to Endgame. It's mm-hmm. its own movie, though. I have it ranked this high, one of my favorite movies of all time. I actually thought it was better than Endgame, and I I just thought that was the movie where, it, it, yes, there were questions afterwards, but I think that's fine. And when they went through with that, you didn't know if they were going to do it, but they went through with the snap, which is probably still the most famous thing from twenty three movies. Yeah, like if one if like one thing that like really jumps out to you, it's probably the Thanos snap and seeing like Tony Stark and Peter Parker together as Peter disappears and like all mm-hmm. of that shit. But just the whole buildup and how daunting it must have been for the first time to take all of those characters. Like we already mentioned, Civil War. That was a lot of characters, but that wasn't the Guardians. That wasn't like mm-hmm. every character that we've been introduced to, Doctor Strange and everybody else. And I thought they did as well of a job as they possibly could have. I I love Infinity War. Uh, yeah, it's it's a really 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 good movie. Um, like you said, and it sets up Endgame perfectly. Um, these two movies, and we'll obviously we'll, big tip, and we'll talk. Right, we'll, uh, oh no, um, but We've exposed. <laughs> um, just the culmination of, like you said, like 23 movies, just bringing those all together is an incredible, incredible feat. Mm-hmm. And one that I think like people like Martin Scorsese, like just don't really get. Yeah, they really don't. I mean, I and, and not to go back on that whole argument with Scorsese talking about the MCU and like how like they just like really just trash the Marvel movies. It's like, I don't know. The people next to me in the theater when Spider-Man disappeared were like crying. They were crying, yeah. like full on crying. And in in the in Endgame, there were also people crying during that movie. Mm-hmm. And sorry that it's not based off of a mob character. And you say fuck a hundred times in the movie, like it can still be compelling. People can still care about the characters. And I think it was a Joe Russo or one of the Russo brothers had a good line when um, when Scorsese said something like, "There's no stakes. Like there's no stakes in Marvel movies." And he's like, "We did kill half the population. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we did get rid of half of all." living beings yeah you're right. um, we don't really we don't do much no and again it's easy to kind of shrug this off as like you know mm-hmm. but for me i mean this is the reason you go to the movies this is the reason you go and right. pay 20 dollars to like go watch something on a huge screen with an amazing sound system like there has to be some pageantry there has to be something to look at and whether or not you think that's like canned or whatever like you go like I think of like people who went and saw King Kong. Like you don't watch King Kong on your TV. Like you watch King Kong in a theater. Right. Like these, and this is if I'm going to see anything in IMAX, like it's, it's going to be this. It's got to have like a spectacle. No, it's you know true. what I mean. Right, don't watch it on your phone. It's like yeah, guess no. what? I wouldn't watch it anywhere on my phone. Absolutely not. Fuck, I could care less. I'll it watch doesn't it matter. Yeah, because but matter. like, 
Um, and I still think that there's like movie magic that we haven't seen yet. And these guys are right on the razor's edge of like what that is. And they keep upping it too. Like we've been watching comic book movies since they've come mm-hmm. out and you, you know, you'll see like one cool thing. Then two, then like it keeps blowing your mind. And it's almost like watching these movies is probably like how our parents felt watching Star Wars. Yeah. Like or like think of like you. Like, oh, what the fuck? As a kid, like one of your favorite movies, we'll call it a good callback here is Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Like this one, like six oh, yeah. year old you saw a human fun. being interacting with a cartoon. And it looked like, like and perfect. It looked, it and it looked like, Jesus, how like, did they do about, that? Yeah. You know, and like, just like, like we take it for granted now, but like all this, all the. Uh, Wait, did you say take it for granted? <laughs> Rick and Morty, remember? Yeah. <laughs> take it for granted. Like the one thing that he, that Morty called out on. Like, yeah. It's granted. And he's like, Anyway, uh, yeah, take it for granted. I was a Granite State guy. Yeah. Uh, like all the scenes with Rocket Raccoon, like he looks perfect. Like his voice is moving. Like he's walking mm-hmm. around. He's interacting with them. He's touching stuff. He's shooting guns. And people just sit there on the screen and are like, yep, yeah, that's a talking raccoon walking around. It's like that, they couldn't do that before. No. In fact, they, some movies, they still can't do it. We saw Hellboy this year. Hey, <laughs> almost made my list. All right. Uh, coming in at number four, this is my. Big, my single biggest bone to pick with you. This was mm-hmm. number one on my list. Mm-hmm. It was not just number one for the decade, but it's in the. It's probably top ten all time for me, mm-hmm. and it did not make your top fifteen. I actually tried, and I was going to say this earlier. Um, I Don't tried care. to keep the MCU to a minimum. You really yeah. did. But this, to me, is the best that the MCU has to offer. I don't think so. And that would be Guardians of the Galaxy from 2014. It's my favorite collection of characters. The soundtrack is off the charts. Like, all soundtracks now are compared to the Guardian soundtrack. Between used to be The Crow. Remember how good The Crow crow, is? Of course I do. Crow and Spawn. Spawn is a good one. (laughs) Judgment Night, another good one. And Scream 3. But I just... Like Gamora, first of all, I have a soft spot for Gamora. Actually, not that yeah. soft of a spot, but Gamora, I love. That's a hard spot. I'll, I'll edit that out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gamora, Drax. We, you, you know all the characters, but Rocket's my favorite character in the MCU. This is, it's just so well done, and it was a surprise. Like going back to Ex Machina, Guardians of the Galaxy. They announced that it was coming out. I'm like, I really don't even know much about them, and I fancy myself a dork. But five years ago, that wasn't on everybody's. So they took a real chance. And not that you know Marvel does everything right. They also took a chance on Inhumans, and that was a dump, and that kind of went away. Mm-hmm. They took a chance on Guardians, and it hit, and people loved it. And so how did you not have it on your top 15? Again, I tried. I think I only had like three MCU movies in my top 15. I think you might have had less. I think, I, think I had two. And I think it was in, it was intentional. I, my my in, Because again, remember we talked about last time, it's like, are these my favorite movies or are these the best movies well, you know, to, me, to me they're the same they're the same to me it's a very different list so you had one like for instance you movie on your top 15 yep i think like for instance hell or high water yeah is a better movie than guardians of the galaxy Oof, i think you're out of your out of your god that's mind. fine but it's what makes us different that makes us great <laughs> i love Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I really do. I really think, and like you said, it, it was it was such an unknown property. It was it was the, you know, you have Spider Man, you have Iron Man. These are very well established characters. Mm. 
And then to have this group come in and it was like lightning in a bottle because it was perfectly cast. Yeah. From like, and you don't know that. And to get James Gunn involved in it. Right. So like right director, you know, it was just everything kind of coming together and making this like Mm -hmm. kind of like spaghetti Western Star Wars kind of thing. Yeah. They they absolutely crushed it. And it's one of the most rewatchable to me on this list. Like that yeah. and MacGruber are like the two most rewatchable on the entire list that we have. Uh, yeah, and again... Um, People are going to hate you. Oh, man. That's fine. But like, <laughs> it's not that I don't like Guardians. It's not that I don't like no, it. No, I get it. That... It's 15 movies in the last 10 years. Like, no, like, obviously, like, we like more movies than that. I and it. it's number four. Like, it made yeah. it to number four. So it's, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> you know, it did all right for itself. You didn't need me to vote for it. No, it was number one on my list. And now... Um, the next one was number one on your list, yes. and it was on my list, but it was like, I think it was 15, hence why it's above Guardians, but take it away at number three. Number three, um, probably uh, easily my favorite character in the MCU, um, and dare I say the best movie that this character is involved, when, involved in, and that is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse from 2018, uh, dethroned uh, Pixar for best animated film of that year. Um, probably the best depiction of Spider-Man, Spider-Men, Spider-Women that I've I've yeah. seen on camera. And I'm so excited for the next one just to see just the attention to detail that went in uh, even just the, not even the animation itself, but just the characters right. and how each spider person interacts with the world was absolutely nailed. Um, and to have a story with Miles Morales, which I think if you just did a movie with Miles Morales, people would have, they wouldn't have liked it as much, but no, to see where he fits in, come in was pretty cool. And to see how they, and it was good because people who didn't rec, didn't realize that like Miles Morales was such a central character to the Spider-Man universe or Gwen Stacy for that matter, you got to see them together first, which I think Matt, if you just threw, Miles Morales and be like, have your own movie. And it was just him. It would have been a little weird Mm -hmm. because you don't really know, but to see where they all fit in and to see that like multiverses can work that way. And also the way, yeah, yeah. The way it was explained. Right. was easy enough for my five-year-old daughter to get it. Yeah. And she loves it. And to see, and I know this is like the stupid dad in me, but like getting to buy her, Gwen Stacy stuff now. Right. And she cool. loves it. And yeah. not only that, but she like she wants like a Miles Morales mask. She wants a Peter Parker. And she can distinguish between as a father who grew up Watching loving Spider Man. Yeah. Like that meant so much to me. And the, so like the sentimental, like the represent I oh, guess the yeah. representation of that movie. And that's just my family. I can't even imagine. Like there's a oh, there's yeah. a Spider Man that looks like me. I mean, for Christ's sake, I'm I'm 38 years old and fat. There's a Spider Man that looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> I could be, you know, I could still be, you know, so it's, it was really cool. Um, and just an awesome experience to get to do that. Not only for me, but to do it with my kids too. It was awesome. So I, I could bravo. Hear and I also think that if you were going to do an animated Spider-Man movie, it was almost the perfect one to tell mm-hmm. because that would have been damn near impossible to do live action. Like I know oh, yeah. they can do a lot of stuff now. They can do a lot of cool things, but like that just would have been so difficult. I mean, I guess, you know, they, they could probably find a way to pull it off, but 
you don't have to. You don't have to worry about it. You could do it. Don't have to worry about it. And it looks. I don't. I didn't even mind. Like it has that comic yeah. book feel to it, which I don't even mind that it's animated. I forgot. The best animated movies are the ones you forget they're animated. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know? Coming in at number two, uh, continuing here with the uh, Marvel characters, that would be Avengers Endgame, which mm-hmm. came out this year. This is my third favorite MCU movie. This was the only MCU movie you had. So combining our points, it comes in at number two. I do give it uh, extra points because it wrapped up an entire 23 movie mm-hmm. saga. I guess at that point, 22 movies, right? But a whole 22 movie run. Uh, it just sort of picking up the pieces from Infinity War. Very difficult to do. How do you how do you allow every character to sort of shine at some point? How are you able mm-hmm. to tell that story? And they did it. There, there was really the only thing you can compare to is like the recent Star Wars movies where there's like how much pressure there is on them to live up to it and for them to finish off the story. And uh Endgame did it. I don't and, I don't think it's the perfect movie, but they, no. they, they absolutely did it. But think of like Star Wars at times failed yeah, miserably. And yet everyone is still waiting to see how this ends. Mm-hmm. And they f- fucked up three or four times. Right. Like, I don't think the Avengers, like Ultron was a little bit of a slip, but it wasn't bad. That might be the last one too. Um, and everything probably, po- if, everything, everything post Ultron probably is good to great. And if, if the rest of phase four, if they keep making these movies into eternity, it doesn't matter because they got this right. Yeah, they they did. This. And it's this, it's the it's the rise, fall, and redemption of Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. I, and I think what a perfect way for him. To, oh, Jesus Christ! If this is a spoiler to you, like you're a dick. But like, what a way for him to end his run mm-hmm. as Tony Stark. What a way for you know Chris Evans to end his run as Captain America. Um, and they just, it was just, you talk about putting a bow on things and just tying it up. Like everything is either ready to move forward or yeah. put to bed nicely. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I don't know how good Black Widow is going to be. I don't know how good the next Doctor Strange is going to be or the next Spider-Man for that matter. But, but I do know that they got this right. And yeah, that matters. No, absolutely. You know. All right. So before we get to number one, just uh, quickly re uh, going through these top 25. 25 is Wind River. 24, Straight out of Compton. 23, What We Do in the Shadows. 22, Deadpool. 21, You Were Never Really Here. 20, Joker. 19, Warrior. 18, 10, Cloverfield Lane. 17, Get Out. 16, Captain America Civil War. 15, Mad Max Fury Road. 14, The Shape of Water. 13, The Conjuring. 12, John Wick. 11, Hell or High Water. Number 10, MacGruber. 9, Ex Machina. 8, Baby Driver. Seven, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Six, Blade Runner 2049. Five, Avengers Infinity War. Four, Guardians of the Galaxy. Three, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Two, Avengers Endgame. And Davey coming in at number one. Logan, 2017. Logan. Fucking Logan. awesome. Fucking Logan. Awesome. Best kind of action slash fight scene in the history of Marvel or DC or comic book mm-hmm. movies, when X twenty three is just cutting dudes, up. it starts with her rolling the head out, which is like, oh my god! I I mean, you, you had the fight scene in the beginning where he's like, 
it's good to see and this is going to sound horrible but it's ever it's ever so honest yes it's nice to see wolverine kill people it is because jesus thank christ you. Like, thank you like how like so okay he's in these huge claws just hurts somebody like so many no movies where he's just tippy toeing around it and you yeah. finally got that and it was violent it was aggressive but that's what Vol- wolverine is and it was mortal kombat esque Oh, X-23 was such a great new character. Mm -hmm. I think I mentioned this when we did our Logan review, and I probably mentioned it after that. But this is one of the few movies where this isn't like hyperbole. This is literally what happened as I'm watching the movie. That scene with him and X-23 just killing people. I like leaned forward and was smiling. I was in the theater, like probably like a lunatic. If somebody looked over at me, they'd be like, what is this guy? Like, What is he doing right now? I had a big smile on my face. (laughs) And I was just like, this is everything I've ever wanted with Wolverine on screen. And Hugh Jackman's been doing it for 20 years. He's in like 20 movies. And definitely there's been some highs. There's been some real lows. Real lows. But Logan was the best. And taking some of the old man Logan comic, which is a great comic. We both love mm-hmm. not all of it. Clearly like they don't have Hulk. Not all they don't have the whole, the banner family. They don't have the banner family. They don't have Hawkeye, but like yeah. they, they do, they use professor X really well. They, they sort of tell you about what had happened in their past without just like dumping it all on you. Like they, you sort of have to like put the pieces together yourself. It's just, it's, it's as perfect a movie as it, that there is. And again, it's an old style movie and again what was super cool is if you got to see the special edition you actually got to see logan noir you get to see it in black and white it's actually like it's cool that's cool it's cool seeing it in black and white um and like you said just a just a a great movie anchored by like i said i remember when you and i were discussing in our dorm room in high school that this guy hugh jackman was cast as wolverine i was like in the early day, like, who the fuck is who the hell is Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And I remember someone was like, oh, they wanted who was the guy they wanted for it? Um, another British actor oh. who was originally cast. Um, and he's like a nobody now. Mm. I'm gonna I got originally cast as Bruce Valanche. No, it was Bruce Valanche, actually. <laughs> um it was like Deal Del Rey, something like Dildo, that. With Dildo Baggins? No, um Doug Ray Scott. Doug Ray Scott, who was he was in Mission, he was the bad guy in Mission Impossible 2. And oh, he was yeah. supposed to be cast as Wolverine. And what? I'm like, what the fuck? Between these two? Oh, and like, oh, well, they were gonna cast Doug Ray Scott. And I was like, why? Like, why these two guys? Like, I could pick, you know, shit. <laughs> Doug Ray Scott. Doug Ray Scott. But like, no, I'm so glad that I got to watch, like you said, like all these movies with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I thought just a cool. And a cool yeah. way to end it. Oh my god! In the last scene, when she takes the thing and takes the cross and makes it an X. Awesome. That was just the perfect, perfect. Yeah, and you say what you good. want about the plot holes, but like, how does how does a girl know the the monologue in Shane? She yeah. saw it one time. And oh she doesn't even speak English. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, could be could be uh, Professor X in there. Well, the other thing too, like how cool that was. Like, what if Professor X had dementia? What if he was like a hundred years old and like his like how dangerous that would be? Here, no. here's who were considered for the role of uh, are, are the, ready for this? I have a yep. whole bunch of names here. Actually, yep. it's funny. <laughs> when I was before I said uh, before I said Bruce Valanche, I was gonna say Bob Hoskins when you said the British actor. Yeah, he actually was one of the guys considered. No, didn't he die? Oh, He's dead though, isn't he? 
Well, not in 2000. Yeah. He died in uh, Bob Hoskins. 14. Bob Hoskins is the right size. If he could bulk up, like he would be the right size. So the first choice, Brian Singer's first choice to play Wolverine was Russell Crowe. I could see that. And he turned it down. Yeah. And then Crow recommended Hugh Jackman, which is fucking huge. Yeah. Never would have gotten that. Um, Singer, uh, I guess he casted Doug Ray Scott. Yes. Uh, And then he backed out because he had to do a sequel. And so he backed out uh, because of Mission Impossible 2. Mm -hmm. Uh, Glenn Danzig. Was invited to audition for the role. Fucking Danzig. Mother. <laughs> Danzig. Uh, oh, how about all these? These are all names besides Bob Hoskins. Keanu Reeves. Eh. Gary, Gary Sinise. Could see that. Mel Gibson. No. Aaron Eckhart. Too tall. Jean Claude Van Damme. Get out of fuck out. Get the fuck out of here with Van Damme. Vigo Mortensen. Interesting. And Edward Norton. Huh. They were all considered for. Uh, oh, I also had the the original casting of Cyclops, Jim Caviezel. Really, the guy who played Jesus Christ. The guy who played Jesus Christ. Yeah, you got struck by lightning twice filming that movie. Jesus Christ did. Oh, yeah, Caviezel did. Yeah. Wow. Let's see. What, Jesus must not have been a fan of his choices. No. Angela Bassett was the studio's first choice to play Storm. Yeah, Oscar winner. Like, Janet Jackson and Mariah Carey were also considered. For- oh, woo. Thank God. Uh-huh. You see, honey? <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Yeah. How about, ooh, for Rogue? So, oh, no. Yeah. It was Glitter. Glitter, not honey. Glitter, no, no, no. Glitter Mariah. for Mariah Carey. Was yeah. better. Anna Paquin dropped out of the lead role in Tart in order to be an X-Men. Smart. The other character or the other actresses uh, up for Rogue, Drew Barrymore, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Katie Holmes, Christina Ricci, Alicia Silverstone. Jesus Christ! Natalie, I would have taken Ricci. I like, I like, uh, I like Christina Ricci there. I think she would have been great. Mm-hmm. Natalie Portman turned it down for Rogue. Yeah, mm-hmm. she would have been a really good Rogue. Uh, Selma Blair, Renee O'Connor, Lucy Lawless, and Maria Bello were considered for Jean Grey. Hmm. Uh, I like Famke Jansen there. Christopher Lee was considered for Magneto. Yes, I know that he would have been a good Magneto. Yeah. Actually. Hey, so there you go, Ryan. There's our but again, Logan. Logan's number one. Logan's awesome. Um, so make sure you guys hit us up with what your favorite movies were. If you want to rank top fifteen, go for it. If you just want to let us know what your top five were, number one, uh, dorkpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at dorkpodcast. Ryan, are you ready for the pick of the pod? Yes, pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Would you like to kick, receive, defer, or defend a goal? I will kick this week. I will receive and just. Uh, we're not getting any money by Big Disney uh, mm-hmm. yet, but on Disney Plus right now, tis the season for some holiday movies. I got three for you, all available on the Disney Plus. The Muppet Christmas Carol. Love it. Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2. All available at your leisure, sir. Again, what? Just terrible parenting. Probably should have. Both of them. They had so many fucking kids in their house, though. So yeah, many. Yeah, but like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, my pick of the podcast, Richard, is a is a laugh riot on Netflix as well. Um, it is a it's just called Bikram. It is the story of the guy who started Bikram Yoga. Um, just a real creep. I a watched, real creep. My wife had the 2020 special on him the other day. Yeah. 
he's a disgusting pig. If all the stuff is true that they're saying about yeah. him, he's and awful. I am I am going so far as to believe that. He's basically like he tries to be like Richard Simmons, but in like the yoga world, but he's like way like just a sexual predator. And right. the fact that the guy is still like to this day, like you can't open a Bikram yoga studio without his say so. Right. Like his his name on it. Like he's still making money off this stuff. And he's just like he's fled the country where he can't be like prosecuted. Well, and he's like denied. Like when he has had a chance, he's denied everything. But he's got a yeah. lot of women out there saying a lot he's done a lot of bad stuff. A lot. And like I know people who have gone through this training. Really? So I'm I'm like I haven't talked to him about it yet, but I'm like dying to reach out to them and be like, what like what is this all about? That's expensive too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, but definitely check it out. I love I have a soft spot for documentaries about really messed up people. <laughs> no, so no. and this is this is definitely one of them. This is right yeah. up my alley. So Ryan, um, what do you say uh next week we do some Star Wars look ahead, like preview? Yeah, yeah. And we have to so one of the things I really have to do is I have to finish uh Fallen Order. The Jedi Fallen. I have to finish the game and we have to get caught up on the Mandalorian because I want to tie like everything together and like see like where we are, like what the hell is going on. You Star know, Wars stuff. So and Star it's Wars amazing stuff. to me. I, I, no, a quick nod. We don't have a single Star Wars movie on this list. No. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. I think for me, I got there my been four this decade, right? I think Rogue One was the closest to being on my list. I think that's so prob- too. That's probably in my personal top twenty-five. Force Awakens would have would might have cracked if I had a top twenty-five right. myself. Force Awakens would have cracked. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Rogue One would have. Um, I was so disappointed in Last Jedi. I think though that like the Rise of Skywalker needs to be a top twenty movie of the decade. Has to be. It needs. It needs to be. We need it to be. If you're going to cap off the Skywalker saga, has to be. Has to be on this list. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and just about everywhere else that uh, podcasts are available. Tell a friend. Tell a dork. You can follow us at uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Dork Podcast, and you can subscribe to us on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash Dork Podcast. Anything else, Ryan? No, that's it. All right. Well, uh, everybody, stay loose out there. Right? Sure. That'll work. It's probably fine.